The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And wow, did I find the movie to end all movies this week. It is so original. It has got a, a spectacular title, even. This can't be a knockoff of anything. It's called Ape vs. Monster. <laughs> Oh dear! And on the on the on the cover art, yeah, it's Godzilla and Kong, <clears throat> but it's called Ape versus Monster. I watched the. Tra- Did you see the trailer for this thing? I haven't seen it's, the trailer for it yet. I've, I've seen the oh, yeah poster and the info, and I was like, oh, yeah. the, the trailer opens with a shot of uh, of a desert scape, right? And there's clearly a road where you get the you know the two tire tracks that go off into the distance it's a road you drive on the road the trailer opens with two humvees straddling the left tire track (laughs) right there you go these pricks can't even drive how are you going to make a movie out of this (laughs) um it actually somewhat terrifies me that eric roberts is in this movie well that's good news yeah, this is from Asylum, the, the lovely people who... The best thing they've brought to you is Sharknado. Yeah, they mm. specialize in horrible ripoffs. Like, I don't know if they did Atlantic Rim, but that's the kind of crap they make. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, I suspect this movie's not going to do well on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> or which, uh, on anyone's screen. Well, Rotten Tomatoes is the next bit I'm going to this morning. I say this morning. I don't know when you're listening to that to us. Um, you listened to us yesterday. That that is clever, and I am impressed. Um, Rotten Tomatoes lost one of its perfect 100s this week. It did. Um, although it's one that kind of threw me off. Citizen Kane uh, got a bad review, and now it's down to 99% instead of 100. And I thought to myself... You know, Citizen Kane is not a movie that I was particularly enamored with, but you don't go out and review a movie that's how many thousands of years old at this point? They didn't. They found an old review. Oh, they found an old review. They, they, you know, because Rotten Tomatoes is just an aggregator of reviews, right? They don't do any reviews, and it's a valuable service. They found an 80-year-old review of someone who didn't like it. So, Citizen Kane, and again, Rotten Tomatoes, 100 doesn't mean, oh, my God, it's the best movie ever. 100 means every person who reviewed it said you should watch it. That's well, it. They I mean, barely at- like it, but they like it enough to say, yes, you should watch it. Well, now they found one person who didn't like it enough for you to watch it, which is funny. <laughs> there are a few 100 percenters left. <clears throat> I, I've compiled the list. It is Paddington 2, The Terminator, The Maltese Falcon, Frankenstein, Toy Story, Before Sunrise, The Grapes of Wrath, and Battleship? Now, hang on a minute. Sorry. Battleship Potemkin. Sorry. <laughs> I suppose there should be a distinction made. Slightly. There's a slight distinction between those. Wow. Let's see. Something that's probably not going to be on it, but might be worth seeing. Uh, Disney Pixar has a new movie called Luca that is coming out. Now, this is not a story about a boy who lives on the second floor above Suzanne Vega. Uh, it is about two mayor kids who wander around Italy for some reason. Because when the mermaids go out of water, they grow legs. Why not? It looks cute, I yeah. suppose. It is a literal fish-out-of-water story. Um, 
I don't know. The problem that's come up about this movie is that the Pixar people are not particularly happy that it's going straight to Disney Plus. They they want it to be in a theater, damn it. When is it coming out? um, I did know that answer until you asked me that question. Because the comes out. The magic of the internet. My local theater just opened last weekend. And I ain't going for quite a while. Because right now we still have hundreds of thousands of people in my county who are not vaccinated. So, no thanks. (laughs) Oh, let's see here. Luca is coming out in mid-June but not in this country. It'll be in the States in on June 18th. So but there's plenty of time for them to figure it out. Give, give the exhibitors a couple weeks notice, which means beginning of June. So they got a month to go and they can decide, okay, yeah, maybe it's good enough and maybe we'll release it in the theaters. Now, if they're just saying absolutely not, that's kind of an interesting decision, but hello, we are in the middle still of a pandemic. And just because things are, Looking better at this point here, I see no reason why this can't turn into the Nikki X show and we can turn into India right away. So, yeah, yeah. calm down about, well, you should release this in the theaters. It's like, dude, calm down. It's not exactly the best time to go yet. We're at 100 million fully vaccinated people. We have 330-some million people. So a third of the population is fully vaccinated. That doesn't mean it's safe to go back to the theaters or in the water. Just because 100% of the presenters on this show have been vaccinated does not mean... Jesus. Yeah, yeah it, would be, it would be really convenient and we could all make more money is if there wasn't a pandemic and we didn't have almost 600,000 people dead in this country and 3 million dead worldwide. So let's look at the bigger picture. Pixar. Ooh, ooh that sounds like an American horror story. It does. See that? There's a clever segue. Finn Whitrock, and I yep. may be mispronouncing that, I don't know, uh, of American Horror Story fame. Uh, they announced he has been cast as Guy Gardner in the forthcoming HBO Max Green Lantern series. I love it. Okay, I have. I was going to ask you. I have no idea who this guy is because I've never watched American Horror Story because that's not my thing. Only thing I have seen him in, and it was not American Horror Story, was in the show Ratchet, which is from the same producer, right. as, and he played one of the leads in that. And he played a... Uh, um, a Guy Gardner type character? Yes, kind of a psycho. <laughs> so I don't want to give too much of a spoiler for Ratchet. Um, he is he is not balanced, let's put it that way, in this film. Now, Guy Gardner is not as unbalanced as this character is, but he's not completely a calm, even-handed person. So this is excellent casting. And this guy was great in the role. I think he'll be a terrific Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, to, to me, has always seemed kind of like a fun character. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's and depending on the storyline, sometimes he's a hero, sometimes he's an anti-hero. A lot of times he's just a flat-out bastard, which is interesting for, for a, a Green Lantern character. Right. <clears throat> yeah, such a cool take on the character. So I, I, that's terrific casting. Uh, he'll be, depending on the script and the director, he'll be awesome. So, Finn Wittrock has been cast. Conversely, Michael B. Jordan 
hasn't. Uh, he said he is not playing Superman in the forthcoming J.J. Abrams' Ta-Nehisi Coates Superman movie. Uh, however, it has been noted to take this with a grain of salt, and that would be in the kitchen, so wait right. till after the show. Go get your grain of salt. He also, for some reason, said there's only a 2 in 10 chance that he will be in Black Panther 2, which I'm not sure why he didn't reduce it to the lowest common denominator. But, okay, so 20% chance, which, and of course, this is Marvel, so he could have already filmed everything and be, and be done and just lying because that's Marvel. There's a so. two in ten chance that he'll be in it, but a one in five chance that he will. <laughs> Very strange. So I, I hope it's lying because God, I want him in Black Panther too. Um, or technically in anything. <clears throat> a couple more DC bits, actually. Uh, they remember Fandom they did last year, their online convention thing. They're doing it again this year on October sixteenth. So if you want tickets, you got time. Not sure. If, did we need tickets? I don't think we needed tickets last year. I don't think they had tickets. I mean, if they were, they were free. It wasn't any kind of a charge or anything. It was all online. You just uh, kind of show up and there it is. Yeah. And it, they had some pretty interesting things last year. And they usually have interesting products and entertainments coming up. So might be worth your while. Well, one of the products that we wanted to talk about today is something that we both decided to review this week, independently of each other, and yet there it is. The new DC animated movie, Justice Society, World War II. Which, no, this isn't Justice League. They didn't typo it. Justice Society came out before Justice League. A long time before Justice League. A long, long time. Um, But just to recap the movie a little bit, I'll try not to throw... A whole lot of uh, spoilers, spoilers or anything, but I am going to clear up something that'll help. <clears throat> the story basically starts with Barry Allen's Flash and Iris visiting Metropolis on vacation. Barry gets involved in a fight between Superman and Brainiac, and with a little help from Dr. Fate, who's not really there, Barry gets sent back in time, kinda, to World War II, where he meets the super-secret American weapon against the Nazis, the Justice Society, which is, like we said, the original Justice League, kind of, sort of. Uh, this team is led by a somewhat psychotic Wonder Woman, uh, who Barry didn't know for some reason, and that's a hint. Take that as a hint. It's not a spoiler. Uh, the other members of the team are Our Man, who you'll learn about in the movie, Hawkman, Black Canary, and the Jay Garrick version of Flash, with sidekick Steve Treger. Treger? Trevor, and press correspondent Shakespeare. Now, here's a teaser of a spoiler. Shakespeare has a mustache, and he really shouldn't. Right. I thought that was funny, actually. And that's his nickname. (coughs) He's not supposed to be William Shakespeare. No. And as soon as I went, said something about his mustache, I went, I know who that is, because he was drawn a little bit different than we're used to. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see, who else is in it? Dr. Fate showed up. Eventually, uh, Aquaman is in it. But I won't say <clears throat> much about him for plot purposes. Uh, besides Nazis, the villain is seems to be Charles Halstead. Now, this took me a while because I went, who the hell is this guy? And I had to look him up. Oh, of course, it's Psycho Pirate. For those of you who remember the DC character. Fine, of course. 
Anyway, the movie itself, and I don't know how Todd feels about this. We haven't talked yet in, you know, nothing in pre-pro high Ted. So there. <clears throat> anyway, it's it's not it wasn't a horrible movie to me, but it wasn't up to the way they used to do the new 52 version of the animated movies yet. I mean, there were glimmers of hope and that, you know, that <clears throat> that they'd get to the story part. And that, that would be fine. But the art and the animation, I'm not a fan of. Again, it's not horrible. It's like the Superman Man of Tomorrow movie they just came out with. And there were issues with some of the way things were handled, I think, in this. And I, I want to see if you notice this. Did you notice that the Atlanteans needed breathing suits on land and underwater? Yes. Where the hell can these people breathe? in space yeah i don't know that was rather odd <laughs> that's rather odd why would atlanteans need and i was thinking well maybe it's just supposed to be armor and it doubles as as a breathing suit but, but flash specifically it. says oh cool it's an atlantean breathing suit and i was like which how you know but anyway um yeah so that was an odd thing that if you've ever seen the animated series archer which is an awesome series that's the exact animation style, so I, I have to, and I didn't check, and I should have, but I didn't, and I'm not going to. I have to believe this is the same studio as far as actually churning out the animation, which is about as rudimentary animation as you can have and still call it animated, almost. I mean, it works great for Archer, but for this, it's kind of a big fail. It's, it's a really cheap method of animation, basically, because there's not a lot of drawing in it. Um, it's extremely stylized, and I don't mean like anime. I mean as in, oh, here's a block figure. We'll move the block figure somewhat. <clears throat> we'll move it again a little bit. I mean, it's, it, there's no shading or very little shading. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's okay, but it doesn't match their previous product, and it's a bad change. I'm not saying change is terrible. <clears throat> I'm saying it's a bad change. I mean... I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, another issue I had was there was very little character development other than our man who wasn't in it as much as, you know, once here's this character, we've developed him and now poof, you're not going to see him anymore. Hey, hang on a minute. There's, how much character development is there in Hawkman? Oh, oh he, no. talks about, he talks about being reincarnated a lot. Yeah. He just, that's just him. That that's his character development. I mean, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just thinking, you know, don't go into this expecting to get to know the characters. You're supposed to know before you go in, so don't expect terrible. to learn anything. Because, I mean, terrible. I think that goes back to the, hey, you remember me looking up Psycho Pirate? That's a hint. Yeah. Um, all in all, I, d I don't think it was that bad a movie, but I've come to expect more from them. Exactly. And I think the big issue uh, that I had was a major name was missing from the credits. I did not see the name Bruce Tim anywhere, and it shows. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he wants to retire from this kind of stuff and move on to something else, that's great for him. I'm happy for him. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever else he does in the future. That would be great. I was just hoping he might have trained the newbies a little bit better. Yeah, we, we open with, like you said, a battle between Superman and Brainiac, and Flash gets involved. And, and they make it clear very early on, this is not a spoiler, that... There is no Justice League at this point. 
Right. Because Flash is on vacation in Metropolis for the day. Just maybe he'll get to see Superman. I mean, that's like within the, with the very first lines of the movie. So you know there's no Justice League. So he winds up helping him. So Superman versus Brainiac, which is a huge battle, is just kind of like a side note. And it, so it's just kind of window dressing, which is stupid. Um, there's this is 84 minutes long and they attempt to cram in like eight plot lines. It's like, you really should have simplified this because then you would have had more time for character development. What's Hawkman like? Well, I don't know. He flies around and he thinks he's reincarnated. Done. What's Black Canary like? Well, she's been in trouble with the cops a few times and she screams really loud. And by the way, this is the 40s version of Black Canary. Not the green arrow one. Not our new Black Canary, so different character. Um... The, ca- the voice casting in some ways worked for me. In some ways, it was not good. Um, <laughs> everyone skews like they're all the almost all the male characters skew like they are frat boys. Like they sound incredibly young and like Superman. Does he sound like Superman? Superman has never sounded like that. No, he uh, like he Superman, Superman was done by. Uh, Darren Chris, I believe, who is someone that my daughters really like because he was in a Harry Potter parody or something. Yeah, I have a feeling that's one reason why they went with this voice cast because they skew younger. And yep. it's uh, it's a big mistake. Uh, Superman's character... Um, well, there are, some, there are some interesting issues with Superman's character, and I'll just leave it at that to avoid right. any spoilers. Uh, I don't know. I don't get the whole point of why bring the Flash into it. That un- completely unnecessarily complicated the story. Why don't we just get a story about the Justice Society fighting the Nazis? Why do we have to bring in the Flash? Because that added nothing to the story. It Absolutely didn't. Nothing. <clears throat> or do a Flash movie. Going back in time, that would be cool. But an 84-minute this, if this had been a four-hour chump chump miniseries, you know. Then they would have had enough time to tell the story that they wanted to tell. You know, it's like they switched Justice League, which could have been an awesome 84-minute movie, needed more time than that, and done this as four hours. Then you would have had something really good. It's, you know, this is better than the average Marvel animated film by far. Yeah. said this is far below... You know, anything that Bruce Tim, almost anything that Bruce, it's it's not Batman and Harley Quinn level, thank God. But, yeah, this is nowhere near the, the, the best work that DC's animated universe has done. I mean, it's worth watching, but if you've watched any of the DC animated flicks, which probably you have, because otherwise why the hell are you watching this? You're going to think, geez, <laughs> like both of us, this, this could have been so much better. And if Bruce Tim had just like Maybe he did look at it and said, sneezed in this general direction. It would have been better. Exactly. Exactly. This needed so much work and it could have been great. I mean, there are a lot of really good things to it, even despite the crappy cheap animation style, because if the story was great, it could have carried it. And some aspects of it are terrific, but why this is just, this is just a miss. I, I'm thinking that, it, you know, if you like the DC characters, it's probably worth a watch. If not, I'm actually going to say wait until Batman The Long Halloween, which I suspect is taking place in the same universe as this one, which explains the 
uh, animation we saw in the trailer for that because it looks like it's about the same and eh. Yeah. All right. It used if to, that's what you want to do. It works for Archer, and it might, and I think it'll work better for Batman because Batman is more grounded. You know, you don't you don't have people flying through the air unless they're on ropes. And, you know, you don't have power beams and all this kind of stuff. You don't really need the more fantastic style. I think it'll work better. Still, will suck, comparatively speaking. But yeah, this is. Like you said, if you like the DC characters, then watch it because there are lots of this that you will enjoy, but you're still going to be left thinking, why didn't they do this or why did they do that for too much of it? Well, let's move from that to something I think, well, actually, I know we liked parts of uh, because coming up is a very unofficial holiday. But you know what? We, we, we kind of celebrate it here anyway because it we it's do. important to us. May the 4th is coming. So may the 4th be with everybody. We're going to talk a bit of Star Wars. And I don't think... I, I don't want to touch on any of the stuff that isn't out yet because we haven't seen it. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking at, looking at the movies, you... Todd, you mentioned... Of the nine, there's really only two good ones. Of I'm, the I'm, I'm doing. Sorry, what? Of the eleven. Of the okay, we're, you're going with all eleven. That's we're, that's fine. Wars, I will right? go to eleven and say that there were four. Okay. And the uh, <clears throat> let's get this out of the way. Really good ones or good ones? I'm going to say really good ones. Okay. I'm going to get this out of the way and say <clears throat> it's not the new three. Uh, being what seven, eight, and nine right. of eleven. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was not the prequel trilogies. It was Rogue One and the original trilogy. So I think if you put all of those together, it makes four really good movies. I, I, I agree; those are the four best. Right. As far as they're all really good, but yeah, easily those are the four best, which is pathetic. But <laughs> you made three trilogies, and the and the last six aren't really good. And make an argument that oh, two of them are, are pretty good. And it's like, this is Star Wars. Is that okay? Pretty good. Jesus. <laughs> I've I've actually gone back and watched one, two, and three, and they're not horrible. I think the the thing people get hung up on with those is Jar Jar, who was an, and I'm going to hate, I'm going to get crap for this, was an essential character in that you needed an idiot to put Palpatine in power from the Senate. What Pretty we much. did not need was the over-the-top moron that is Jar Jar Binks. Well, he's the Marjorie Taylor Greene of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some way to make that worse, and I can't. Um, <laughs> on behalf of Georgia, sorry. Wasn't my idea. I didn't vote for her. Um, She's not even in your district, luckily. That, that, that is true. That, but that's not the only reason I didn't vote for her. Anyway, <laughs> we haven't done a Nikki X show in how long, and we're, 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 we're a bit twitchy. Bear with us. Um. I think if you if you go back and watch one, two, and three, they are a fairly good setup 
for Rogue One, Four, Five, and Six. But I don't think they're they're not great. Every and it's scripting. They're they're not even good. It's scripting and it's directing. How good is how good is Oscar winner Natalie Portman, who has been very good to excellent in everything I've seen her in? How good is she in that first prequel? Oh, in the first prequel, she's hideous. Sucks. Who directed it? George Lucas. Huh. Is there a theme here? Could be. Well, I'm going to be picky for a minute. I've not, and here's something else I'm going to get crap for. I've not really been terribly impressed with Natalie Portman in much of anything, really. But that that's that's my personal opinion, whatever. Not, <clears throat> I'm not saying she hasn't been in good stuff that she's done good in. I've just been, yep, it's Natalie Portman. To me, anyway. How good is anybody in those prequels that George Lucas directed? I thought R two D two was pretty good. There you go. That's about the that's about the limit of it. Um, <laughs> He's an awful director of people. He's a great okay. storyteller, but he has no concept of what human emotions are like because he can't tell people how to do it. <laughs> I think that yeah, the the stories I think were actually pretty good. It was the follow through of the stories exactly. Which, you know, that that was the downfall of the the prequels, but it led you into the 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 original trilogy. I was going to say sequels. They're not sequels. They're the originals. Damn it! Yeah, and stop calling it a New Hope. It's not a New Hope. It's Star Wars. Damn it! Period. Which brings me to something I would like to point out that this does exist, although I'm not entirely sure. You're supposed to to be able to get it anywhere. I have been given a 1080p version of the original theatrical cut of Star Wars. Ooh. It does not say Star Wars A New Hope Episode 4. No, it says Star Wars, period. A long time ago, and uh, there's a Death Star, and can you still read this? I watched this, and I said, you know... I know a lot of people give a lot of crap to the version that Lucas went back and digitally edited stuff. And some of it, I can see why he did it. Now, I I will say this. Hand shot first, period. End of that story. (laughs) The rest of it, like driving uh, driving into Tatooine where they added in all these little creatures running around. There was the thing with the Jawa falling off the Brontosaurus, whatever. You know what? That's little piddly stuff. It didn't change the plot any. It just made everything look a bit more like you would kind of like it to, I think. The, the big effect at the end, yeah. I, I don't mind that as much. The, uh, But I've gone back and watched this, and I actually think that those details that were added in helped. Uh, it made it a a better movie because there's like the the scene where they're getting ready to take off in their X wings and Y wings. I'm not forgetting those people, even though only one of them survived. The uh, low class. Um, just they're slow and hard to maneuver in space? Question mark. <laughs> the uh, when they're taking off out of the hangar. I did not realize how much the special edition added to the hangar. 
because when uh, when you know the X wing's taking off, and you get to see two X wings behind it, and then black. There is nothing back there. But if you look at the special edition, that hangar goes on for a while, and there's a lot of other stuff going on back there. So, you know, the the, the spe- if you want to go back and watch the original, uh, the original version with the the way Todd and I watched it in theaters back in fourteen thirty seven, it's there. It can be watched. It. The story between the original cut and the special edition, it didn't really change. They just added added stuff to it. And some of it, I'll admit, doesn't look all that great. Like the Jawa and the Brontosaurus, I always thought looked a bit sketchy. Cute, but sketchy. The, the detail that was put into the hangar scene, and there's a lot of other scenes like that throughout the movie, it makes it a bigger, richer universe. And I don't mind that as much. No, and that, that speaks to how we watch movies now. When Star Wars came out, it went to the movie theater. That's how you watch the movie. Now, for the most part, I mean, and I'm talking about pandemic time, I mean, even now, people, pre-pandemic, people watch movies at home more often. And, oh my God, look at that. And you can stop. Which makes perfect sense for why... Lucas went back and added details for the most part to make it a richer universe, you know, and it does, I agree, it does add to the story. Does that a lot? No. But does it make it worse? No. It does make it a little bit better. And yep. now, especially now when, oh my God, look at that. Did you see that? It really enriches the experience other than, oh, Han had perfect justification for shooting because he would never shoot first. It's like, stop with that bullshit. Yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, it does enrich the experience. Uh, you know, the effects are better. It's richer, especially, like you said, the hangar it looks more realistic. Because in the theater, you don't even have time to process that. Oh, yeah. It's there and gone, it's done. But when you're sitting at home, it's like, you can just like, oh, I'm going to stare at this for six hours. And like, how many how many ships were there? How many people? You know, we can stick to that one. So it really, it really does add to that. I, I agree. And I agree Rogue One is a pretty good movie. And I agree Return of the Jedi is a pretty good movie. That, uh, and I'll agree with you that Episodes four and five are the best of the of the lot. Uh, my argument with Return of the Jedi is it's half movie and a half toy sales pitch because the the Ewoks are crap, irritating. So you know that really hurts that film. Other, if you take out the damn Ewoks or just replace them with something that aren't cuddly little teddy bears. Well, it's supposed to be Wookies, but yeah. Yeah. So you know. If we take out the comedic aspect of that, it's a great wrap-up. And it is a really good, it's a good wrap-up. But it really suffers because of the, the, cute, the cutesy factor uh, of that crap. But Wedge was that, in that final scene, by the way. <laughs> Wedge. I just want to point out that because they have that one scene where you've got Luke and Leia and Han and R2 and 3PO and Lando and Chewie. And some guy in a pilot's uniform, that's Wedge, bitches. For for those of you who aren't aware, who may not have listened to every episode of, of our show, Cinema Savants, you're under the misapprehension that this is known as the Skywalker Saga, that the first nine films are the Skywalker Saga. This is actually the world of Wedge. This is four, all about five Wedge's six, Four, story. five, and six are Wedge's movies, damn it. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the first movie, and again, that's the one people think of as Star Wars for New Hope, it is a terrific movie. And Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies ever. And probably What's, the best sequel ever. Wanted to ask you about uh, the special edition of Empire Strikes Back, because they did a lot of work on Bespin. And I think that's the only place that they really did anything. But they, uh, in the original cut, every hallway in Bespin was just, hey, we're in a hallway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the special edition, they got rid of the walls, and all of a sudden you can see outside, which I would think if you're living in a cloud city, you want something like that. You don't want to be stuck in some nondescript hope colored hallway constantly i liked that they opened it up yeah what did you think of that oh totally that makes a lot more sense because that's how people would be uh you would hope people would be living like that Ooh, a new hope you're in a cloud city why the hell wouldn't you so it makes perfect sense to do that I, i i will uh flip this when they got to the special edition of return of the jedi I'm not sure we needed the musical number. Well, if you're going to make a special edition of Return of the Jedi, get rid of the frickin' Ewoks. That would be special. Oh, then you can have a movie which is just as good as the as the previous two. That would be something. Instead of, oh, kids, buy this. It's so cute. It's like, F Well, off. you know, there is a Jar Jar free version of episode one. Yeah. I'm wondering now if there's an Ewok-free version of Episode 6. There's something to look for. I'm sure it's not a legal version, but you know what? It's it's a thing. It's not such a gray area these days in video. Legal, illegal, go to jail for five years and give the government $250,000. Yeah, okay, whatever. And on that note, that, thank you for tuning in. We'll never be back again because we're going to get fined by somebody. No. We will be back next week with reviews of something. I don't know. We have we barely plan each episode as we go along. We'll be back next week with something. We might talk about Invincible. We might even talk about Invincible, which we were supposed to this time, but I kind of steamrolled over it because I forgot. <laughs> and you show notes. There's, anyway, there's you know time. what? invincible anyway and then we'll talk about it next week maybe yeah there we go the may the fourth be with everyone covid still exists wear a mask if you're going outside otherwise stay home and watch a star wars episode